market madness, where to put your money now. This is Industry Focus. Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Focus Healthcare Edition. I am Christine Hargis, I'm your host. I'm here with contributor Todd Campbell. As always, Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. This is going to be a very interesting conversation for fools to be listening to. Yeah, it'll definitely be fun. I mean, if any of you have been listening to the other podcasts or articles or really any content that the fool has been putting out there amidst all this chaos in the market, you'll know that we're all kind of excited. <laughs> you know, we see these market drops as opportunities as long term investors. We're looking at it as like a Black Friday sale going on right now. I mean, if you look just in the past uh, since July 31st, if you look at uh, the healthcare total sector, that's down a bunch. It's down almost 11%. If you go specifically biotech, you're down almost 12%. Oh, even more than that, actually. It's 15.5% since the 31st of July. Broader markets are down, too. We, we've all been seeing the news about this. The NASDAQ is down 12%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, almost 12% as well. So we're sitting here, and maybe everybody else in the investing world is freaking out, but we're sitting here in HQ, and we're like, oh my gosh, I hope I have some cash to put in some stocks right now, because this is a sale. So what we want to talk about today is what should long-term investors be looking for when the market goes down like this? And so I'll, I'll tee it off with you, Todd. What's been jumping out to you? I think one of the ways that investors should really be considering what's happening right now, first of all, you know, it's summer. I mean, you know, if you're new to investing and you haven't really, you know, got a number of years or summers under your belt, this is typically when market weakness sort of, you know, cracks in the armor, if you will, develop. So, you know, this is not uncommon. It's not something that should be freaking out investors. Um, and yeah, there are some opportunities out there that investors might want to be considering. Um, whenever these things happen, the temptation might be to go after whatever's fallen the most. Um, I would, I really want to caution investors against trying to do that because a lot of times high quality stocks, they, they don't really pull back that often. And when they come back down in periods like this, those are the names you should be going after. Don't try and catch a falling knife by buying some hot company with a phase one trial that you thought you liked three months ago that's now down 50%. Instead, focus on a name like Celgene. You know, Celgene, for people who've, who've uh, tuned in previously to our conversations, is a name that's come up before. I happen to be long the stock myself. I remain long it. This is a name that I like not just for next week, next month. I like it for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. This is a Goliath uh, company in biotech. They've got you know a chance to do nine billion in dollars uh, in sales this year, and a chance to do twenty one billion dollars according to their guidance in sales by 2020. And the fact so, that they even released 2020 guidance, that's an indication right there that these guys know what they're doing. So few companies are willing to put themselves out there for investors and say, you know what, this is where we think we could be five years from now. And I think that that, that amount of clarity is fantastic. No one obviously knows if they'll be able to deliver on that forecast. So obviously you have to take that with a, a grain of salt. But I think it does show the level of confidence that this company has 
that it can continue to expand demand for its multiple myeloma drugs, Revlimid and Pomalis, that it continue to grow sales for its cancer drug, Abraxane, that it can continue to build momentum for its newly launched psoriasis drug, Tesla. You know, all of these things should allow this company to generate significant earnings growth over the coming years. And with stock down about, I think it's like 10, no, 14% since this month alone, um, you know, this is an opportunity to buy a company at less than 20 times next year earnings that is issuing guidance that, that they're likely to more than double their earnings over the next five years. Uh, to me, you know, when you get a chance to buy quality on sale, you kind of have to. I couldn't agree more. And when I think about the that phrase that you just said, quality on sale, what I think of is Johnson & Johnson. So this is a staple dividend stock. This is a staple holding in a lot of healthcare portfolios. I, they're absolutely huge. I mean, they're they're composed of three different business segments. You know, they've got their consumer products, which everybody knows them for. You've got your Band-Aid, your Listerine, uh, Tylenol. Then they've got the medical device unit, which might be a little bit slower growing, but is still poised for growth. And then you've got pharmaceuticals, which maybe it's just because my heart's in biotech, but that's the one that really intrigues me. And their pharmaceutical division is just killing it lately. And it looks like they're going to continue to expand for years. And so when you look at that dividend, right now they're yielding 3%. So that, that's $3 per share. They're a dividend aristocrat. More than that, so your dividend aristocrats have been increasing their dividend for at least 25 years. They have been going even longer than that. There are only six other publicly traded companies out there with a longer lasting streak of dividend increases. So if you look at buying the stock on sale, really what you're looking at is in the future, if you expect them to grow, having a dividend yield that's just out of this world. And I personally don't see their dividend payout going anywhere. Their payout ratio stands at 50%. So they've got the money to to keep on going. And it looks like the business is only getting bigger. So this to me, they're down 9% since July 31st. That is a quality stock on sale. It's hard to disagree with you. You've got a company that has been raising its dividend for decades and a company that's that's products are not only available on every store shelf and every, you know, retailer in America, but that's also reimagining the way that we care for for patients with new therapies. You know, they've got great drugs like Xeralto, their factor XA inhibitor, which is reinventing how we, you know, uh, keep blood flowing through the body. They've got Invokana, which is a great new diabetes drug, which likely to hit blockbuster, billion dollar blockbuster status this year. So yeah, you know, this is a company that's not going to knock the lights out um, in terms of top line growth, but it's a steady, strong dividend paying stock that you can put away and add to over you know, the next 10, 20 years and feel okay about it. Yeah. And this is the kind of company that when you see it dip a little bit, you don't have to freak out that it's because their one and only phase one drug is failing in trials. I mean, really, to me, it looks like, aside from just general market down, it looks like people are punishing this stock for currency fluctuations, of all things. And that's just not material to the business for long-term investors. You're always going to have currency risk with global companies. I mean, that, that's the whole idea of going global, that you offset the risk to the dollar with, with risk elsewhere. So, yeah, you really shouldn't be thinking to yourself, oh, in the next six months, because this do- the dollar is stronger than this or the euro is stronger than that. 
that I'm going to step away from this stock. This is a long-term name to own in portfolios. And like you said, getting it on sale, 9% off, 10% off, makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So let's broaden the scope a little bit. I know you and I could talk about biotech forever. What else are you looking at within healthcare, but maybe outside of just biotech alone? Again, we're talking quality. The message we're trying to drive home for everybody is don't go out and try and grab the the car the crashing car T you know immunotherapy play that has the phase one drug. There's some stay alliteration. On the, yeah, stay focused on the broader healthcare spectrum, and you don't have to necessarily be focused only on drug makers or biotechs. There are plenty of great med tech, medical device companies, equipment, instrument companies out there that you can focus on, too. And one that jumps to mind is Medtronic. I mean, Medtronic is a goliath in med tech. They work. They are have their hands pretty much in anything that has to do with medical devices. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's cardiology, like stents, it doesn't matter if it's diabetes, like glucose monitoring. They have their hands in it. You know, this is a company with uh, tens of billions of dollars in revenue that pays a dividend that's increased its dividend for, I think it's 27 years, something like that. Um, and, and with their newly, you know, they just recently bought Covidian, merged that together. They think they're going to save $850 million a year uh, in synergies by 2018. So although this is a single digit grower, a lot like J&J, again, you're talking about a Goliath leader in their uh, markets that should be able to continue to reward investors and return money to investors uh, over over time. Yeah. And, and for a med device company, they're actually fairly well diversified. I mean, they're in cardiovascular, they're in diabetes, they're in spine, they're in both the U.S. and not in the U.S. I mean, th- this is a really, really solid company here, and they're down 10%. So again, we're talking about a very well diversified company, a one that's proven itself over many years, that's trading for a pretty inexpensive price right now. I think they're at less than 15 times next year's estimated uh, uh, revenue. It's absolutely a reasonable price to be paying for a steady eddy stock like this that you can, again, put in your portfolio and sleep well at night. I think that, the, you know, in addition to Medtronic, the only other name um, that I'd highlight today, and I'm still digging through and finding other names as we go that maybe we can talk about next week, but um, is CVS Health. I mean, again, another name that, you know, you and I have talked about uh, frequently in the past. You know, CVS Health has, again, their hands in everything in, you know, tied to managing patient care in the form of drugs. They've got the largest, one of the largest pharmacy networks in the country. They've got one of the largest uh, pharmacy benefit managers in the country. Um, They've got the largest uh, healthcare clinic operation in the country with a thousand uh, a thousand locations and again they're trading down about 11 percent uh this month so you're able again to buy a stock it's a very high quality company um at a discount yeah and this is again a really good way to play on just the general trends in the healthcare space right now you know you've got the graying of america so you have people spending more money on drugs you've got more people who are looking to to go to retail pharmacies And meanwhile, you've also got specialty drug spending absolutely skyrocketing. So that's when you have CVS's pharmacy benefit management segment come in. And that segment is just not to be underestimated. That's the real growth driver here, in my opinion. It's It's a huge business and it's a low margin business, but it's a huge business and it's an incredibly important business because what they're doing is they're helping payers like health insurers or employers reduce the costs of medication. 
and improve, you know, at the same time, improve patient health by making sure that people are taking the drugs as they're supposed to be taking them. It's a very important business um, to CVS and it's growing. You know, I think that you're going to see CVS continue to invest in future growth. You're going to see its earnings continue to climb regardless of the you know week-to-week machinations of the market. The reality is, like you said, there are going to be far more seniors in America 10 years from now than there are today. And those seniors are going to demand more care, more medicine. CVS is going to help provide that. Yeah, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, when you look at the healthcare industry, you're looking at an industry that is poised demographics-wise to continue to climb. I mean, we've seen a huge rise already in healthcare stocks, and particularly in biotech. And now with the market cooling off a little bit, I think, I mean, we don't believe in timing the market or anything, but I think, Todd, you would agree with me that this represents a really good opportunity to buy into the trends that a long-term investor can really make some money on. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if you go back and you sort of dissect the ideas that we just threw out there, um, you know, they all have common threads or common themes. You know, they're all leaders in their space. They're all benefiting from, you know, global trends um, in healthcare, larger populations, increasingly longer living people, increasingly insured populations uh, that can pay for or pay for healthcare. So I think that you're absolutely right that, you know, these are long-term um, buy and hold names that have traded, are trading lower than they were 30 days ago. And just like you would walk into, say, Tiffany's and see something for, for a steep discount and go, wow, this is a high quality item I can buy at a lower price. That's the way you should be viewing these stocks too. Exactly. And so we've been throwing a lot of names out here that Todd, you and I are both big fans of. So I'm just going to take that moment to remind everybody that, as always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks that we're talking about. The Motley Fool could have recommendations for or against them. So just a reminder, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's about all from us as we're running out of time. But thank you so much, Todd and listeners. Thanks, as always, for being here with us. We'll be back next week. 